morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, June 1st. Today marks the official start of Atlantic hurricane season, which will continue through November 30th. You can find South Carolina's official hurricane center at live5news.com under the weather tab. And while we're on the subject of the weather, let's go to the first alert center for your Wednesday forecast. And good Wednesday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Silvine. Waking up to a clear sky start this morning. Temperatures in the 60s and 70s will go in the upper 80s by lunchtime and low to mid-90s as we head into this afternoon. Slight chance of a shower or thunderstorm from lunchtime through early this evening. Most of you will stay dry. We'll do that again tomorrow. A little bit hotter up to 94. On Friday, we'll see highs still in the low 90s. However, we have a better chance of some showers and storms as a cold front heads our way. If you those storms may linger into the weekend. High temperatures down from the 90s into the mid 80s for Saturday and Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. We continue our coverage on a mass shooting in downtown Charleston that sent 13 people, including three law enforcement officials, to the hospital late Monday night. Authorities responded to that incident around 11.40 p.m. on the east side in the east side neighborhood, which is in the area of America and South Streets. Right now, we do know nine of those injured were adults and one was a 17-year-old girl. We also know that four of those injured are still in critical condition. Of the law enforcement officials, heard was a Charleston police officer who was hit by shattered glass from his cruiser after it was hit multiple times by gunfire. Officials tell us one bullet went into the headrest of his seat. Two Charleston County deputies were also injured when they responded to assist. Now, people who live in the Eastside neighborhood downtown are demanding answers and action after that shooting. They say this is the third block party in just a matter of weeks, and they told police about each and every one of them. Melissa Rademacher tells us what changes they want made in the city's response. Neighbors agree they knew the gatherings would eventually go too far. That's why they want permits for large events, time limits, and a stronger police presence patrolling when they know about large parties. Right now, the city says you don't need a permit to have a party of any size on private property. But for public property, or if it spills out into the street and sidewalks, you do need one. Mayor Tecklenburg says they'll be cracking down on that rule. But the people of East Side say it's upsetting that it took a shooting to make it happen. It's not safe. I don't feel safe. I don't run the streets after 9 p.m. I know exactly what streets the route would be for me because I am scared. And uh, like I said, all night I didn't sleep. And there are a few nights that after the noise disturbance, we call the police, we can't reach out. And this is what our lives have become. People say this is the beginning of community meetings and holding the city accountable for protecting their quality of life. In the newsroom, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. We are getting our first look at the suspect that led officers to a standoff yesterday afternoon. Officials with the Charleston Police Department say the wanted subject was detained after about an hour and a half of being barricaded at a West Ashley motel. Authorities identified that suspect as Malik Thompson. Authorities say he was wanted for armed robbery and possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. It all happened at the Motel 6 off of Savannah Highway. 
Two adults and two kids are without a home after a fire in North Charleston last night. The North Charleston Fire Department says a 911 call came in from Great Oak Drive just after 8 p.m. Firefighters reported a two-story home with fires showing at the front door and quickly moving to the back of that home. The fire was put out and everyone was able to make it out safely. The cause of the fire is still being investigated. Officials with the State Highway Patrol are asking for your help finding a car involved in a hit-and-run accident that injured a four-year-old boy. Want to take a look at that car? Troopers say they're looking for it. It's a gray Kia K5 sedan. Officials say the crash happened just before 4 p.m. Monday on Dorchester Manor Boulevard. Now, according to the boy's grandfather, Deavion Blake was hit by a vehicle that then drove off. Troopers have not released that child's condition. New video is showing what led up to a high-speed chase through North Charleston back in April. This is dash cam video released to us by North Charleston police. It all happened back on April the 13th. Officers say they got behind a car on Meeting Street when the driver took off onto Hawk Avenue. Officers chased after the car before the driver eventually pulled over on Rivers Avenue. Jarrett Cromwell was arrested and charged with failure to stop for blue lights. The Georgetown County coroner has officially ruled the cause of death for Brittany Drexel as undetermined. Her remains were found last month in a wooded area 13 years after she vanished while on a spring break trip to Myrtle Beach. Raymond Moody was charged with the kidnapping, raping and murdering Drexel the night she went missing. Authorities say Moody confessed to strangling her and led investigators to her remains. But because of the condition the remains were in, forensic scientists could not confirm her cause of death to be strangulation. Moody is due back in court later this summer. A $1,000 reward is being offered for the arrest and conviction of the people responsible for stealing a bronze and life-size Boy Scout statue from the Scout Office in North Charleston. According to officials with the Boy Scouts of America, when staff members returned to work at the Coastal Carolina Council BSA Service Center on Medical Plaza Drive, they discovered the sculpture was stolen over the Memorial Day holiday weekend. Now, a report states that that statue was cast in 1937 and has been a cornerstone to the scout office for decades. The organization is asking nearby businesses if they do have camera footage of that incident to notify them immediately so they can track that statue down as soon as possible. According to BSA officials, police have been called in to investigate. Hurricane season is officially upon us and many people are getting prepared now. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is predicting this hurricane season will be an above normal one. Yeah, Lauren Quinlan joins us live with more on how we can financially prepare for this upcoming hurricane season. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. Wells Fargo held a study and found that 71% of the people they surveyed said they don't have a detailed emergency plan in place for natural disasters like a hurricane. So they created a list of tips that should help people financially prepare beforehand. Justin Hawkins with Wells Fargo, South Carolina, says getting access to temporary housing, cash, and other necessities is extremely important during a hurricane. But to access all of this, you need money. Hawkins says natural disasters often take people's minds off the everyday because they are in fight or flight mode. But once the storm has passed, the financial burden catches up. Wells Fargo created six tips that should help people prepare financially for a natural disaster. A few of those tips include maintaining an emergency fund, gathering key documents, and reviewing insurance policies. Hawkins says we are in a savings crisis right now with inflation and other factors, but a little saving can go a long way. 
three to six months worth of savings is a key part of any household bu budget, but it's really important in the event of an emergency. Those are funds that you can draw on very quickly and it can easily be a lifesaver in the wake of a natural disaster. Hawkins also suggests keeping a few hundred dollars in cash on hand for times when the local ATM might be out of service. He also says whatever you can save is better than nothing at all. Wells Fargo also recommends taking pictures of the inside and outside of your house or property beforehand and to reach out for financial help to help with that financial burden after a natural disaster such as a hurricane. For more tips, click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. On this date in 1792, Kentucky became the 15th state. Just four years later, Tennessee joined the Union as the 16th. On this date in 1980, CNN made its debut. And celebrating a birthday today, singer Pat Boone turns 88. Actor Morgan Freeman turns 85. Model and actress Heidi Klum turns 49. And singer Alanis Morissette is 48. And here's a little bit of trivia for the water cooler. Have you ever heard of the phrase, don't give up the ship? It was on this date in 1813 that Captain James Lawrence the mortally wounded commander of the USS Chesapeake gave that order during a losing battle with the British in the War of 1812. So remember, don't give up the ship. We are making good progress toward Friday. Thanks again for joining us for Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.